by Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we're talking about the the movie, um, the book movie version. Comparison. Yes, the movie book comparison of The Prisoner of Azkaban. Well, not so much a comparison. It's, it's kind of like what we liked. Yeah, sure, 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 yeah. So, I... <laughs> last episode of season three yeah i can't believe it it's crazy like we have i feel like we haven't been doing this podcast for very long you know it's like once a week we record once a week an episode comes out we take our notes it just doesn't feel like we've been doing it for so long what about how do you think yeah like what do you what have you liked most about this season in particular for me, I don't know. for me, Everything? it's just been yeah. For me, the main thing that I've liked about the season in particular is that I think we've got a lot, a lot more like used to how our podcast works than we were in season two and one, and we would just we just got better at doing everything. Mm-hmm. I think this season, and I yeah. think yeah, our podcast just got better this season, and it was really fun, especially because it's my favorite book that we did. Although I like all of the books, and I'm super excited to to move forward. So let's start with just kind of going over. We're going to start. So basically what me and Vaughn did is we sat in the living room with two laptops and just watched the movie and took notes on it. Yeah. And this time we did it much more efficiently. We like grouped them into categories, the notes. So we're not going to read everything because that would be um, a long uh, seven, seven pages of 12 size 12 font uh, notes. So we're not going to do that to you guys. Yeah. We're just going to go through the ones that we think were important. And so we're going to start with casting. And so basically, we'll just bring up a character, and then we'll talk about them, depending on if we think yeah. the character needed to be talked about. So Stan, I think he was great. Especially the part where he's like, you fell over for, you know? Where yeah. he's like, what you fell over for? Mm-hmm. I can't do the voice. I can't. Can you do it? You fell over for. That's better. That's better. Yeah. So also, Tom the Innkeeper. His laugh is really weird, where he's like, eh, yeah. eh, eh, eh. and then he like, and then the, and then Fudge is like, okay, that's enough. And he's like, eh. <laughs> that part, that's pretty good. Um, also, Percy, did you know that Percy was in this movie? No. Yeah. So when I think of the movies that Percy is in, I think one, two, and, and then five, right? Cause he's in that I one. I think so. Yeah. He's in five. So. I didn't know he was in this one. And literally the note I wrote, Percy is in this film. I didn't realize. I love Percy. <laughs> okay. Vaughn, why don't you do one of yours? Okay. Um. So, Dudley and Vernon were a bit chunkier than I remembered. Chunkier. I than I remembered. Also, I love the way they did the innkeeper. He has like a hunchback. He's bald. He has a weird voice and laugh and yeah. acts a little uh, creepy. Uh, he's uh, like an evil henchman. So it's almost like the series is telling us that there's some shady stuff going on with Fudge. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe telling us that he could be corrupt because he's like an evil henchman. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, so, um,. Actually, so you said that Dudley and Vernon were a bit chonkier than you remember. Yeah. So when I was doing some research for this episode, um, there was a fact that said that Dudley, basically, the guy who plays him is, called, is named Harry Melling. He lost some and weight. And he lost so much weight that they either had to consider recasting him or they had to make him wear a fat suit. And they ended up going with the, the latter. <laughs> so he ended up with a fat suit. Maybe that's why he was a little bit chonkier than you remembered. <laughs> 
uh, next is we have some more notes on casting, but those are the important ones. Let's go to score. So this movie, in my opinion, the score was like really magical. Like this one, I actually felt like I was in a magical world listening to it. What do you yeah. think? What do you think was and and I think that this score this score is my favorite one to listen to when I'm reading or studying or just like falling asleep to because it's so like yeah peaceful. Vaughn, why don't you go? Um, I love the score it? for the film. It has a lot of the traditional Harry Potter vibes mm-hmm. as well as Hedwig's theme. Hedwig's yeah, it was like theme. incorporated. And the Frog Choir did an exceptional job at their singing. Yeah, and it was so cute when they. Okay, so also another fun fact that I learned while researching this episode is that the song that the double double trouble the song in this double, movie. Double trouble. Double trouble. Uh, uh, yeah, that that's a it's a pretty good song first of all, but this song actually came from Hamlet by Shakespeare, and um, it was sang by the Weird Sisters in Hamlet, and the Weird Sisters are a band in uh-huh. Harry Potter, so J.K. Rowling probably took direct, you know, things from that play. But obviously, she didn't she didn't use that song for the book, but they just needed something to put in the movie to fill time, I guess. I've almost memorized this song. It's it's so good. So, um, lighting. Was the saturation too low? That's basically all we're going to be talking about. I thought that in the beginning it was kind of dark, but I think that it was supposed to reflect Harry's unhappiness at the Dursleys, and then throughout the movie it gets, it's just a really, like, nice lighting atmosphere, because as you get through the movies, it gets darker and darker and darker and darker, you know? I think I liked the lighting for this one. What do you? I oh, I only really just put like it's not so dark that it's like like you can't see a thing like, <laughs> like number seven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it is dark enough to be you know darker than the first oh. two. Also, on a random note, the second the second movie's saturation was like as bad as like movie six. Yeah, it was like number one, and then like uh, number one's saturation was like fine, then two just plummeted yeah yeah and then and then and then three does like a spike and then and then goblet of fire picks up that spike keeps going and then five just plummets again yeah just dive bombs and then and then eight that just touches the bottom of the grid yeah it's like you cannot have any less saturation so yeah it was um it was pretty good i think on that point yeah and so i like how the saturation gets lower and lower to reflect the darkness of the films which is which is really cool so, um, wardrobe. And basically for this, we're going to be talking about how they barely ever wore any robes. Um, my main point on this is that I think that everyone, how they look for their schooling shows us how committed they are to schooling. And another fun fact, um, the director let the students, the people who were playing students, wear their robes however they wanted to. Uh-huh. So that everyone could tell how dedicated they were. So, like, for example, Hermione's, she was wearing her tie properly, she had her shirt tucked in, she had her robes, like, nicely, um, like, a buttoned in the front. Ron, his shirt was out, he didn't even have robes on, and his, his tie was just so wrong. Harry, he had his shirt tucked, his tie was wrong, and his, his robes were unbuttoned. So, I think it was a pretty good mix. Yeah. And I also said it's the beginning of Harry's blue shirt arc. Because he wears the blue shirt in, like, every single movie except for the first two. Yeah. So, I think the 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 um, outfits in this movie were really good. During Care of Magical Creatures, I feel like their robes are a bit too formal because they are teaming hippogriffs while wearing robes, ties, and tucked-in shirts. I, 
I kind of agree, but like they're not nec- they don't know what they're gonna be dealing with. You know what I mean? It's like what 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 else do you think they're gonna wear? Um, like maybe they even have a special suit. Night. <laughs> it's like a it's like a space suit it's, or something. it's a leather suit it's one of those like metallic suits you know those ones where it's, it's, it's like, a body cast yeah yeah well okay one of the only problems i had though is that in the first two movies christopher columbus had them wearing those hats yeah you know the pointy ones yeah and in this one they just ditched them they were I like know, no I more th- hats. i think the hats were a bit ridiculous yeah <laughs> <laughs> they are, but they're mentioned throughout the book, so it's like, why did they drop those? Um, pacing. Did the plot move too fast or too slow or just right? I actually took no notes on this. Section. I think it moved a bit fast because, like, like right when Harry exits his house, he sees the dog. Then uh, Stancho Pike comes. Mm-hmm. He's immediately dropped back to the Wiki Cauldron. Um, and yeah, I it does move you know, I fast. Felt, I felt like at the very end it moves really. I don't know. I can't. I feel like it was fine. I think the beginning the and movie, the end moved really yeah. fast. The movie is just really like it's long, and when you're not when you're not used to like sitting down and listening or watching something so like lengthy, then it's it's an adjustment. Like I was just laying there, like goodness gracious, when the is middle this part over? of the film could just like be completely cut, and it would, the movie would still be yeah. done. Doing a Harry Potter marathon is a great way to get used to like the length of the films, yeah. but if you're just all of a sudden picking up with like the longest one, which is, I think, Goblet of Fire or something like that, then that's, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna be like, why, why isn't this over? Um, hair, too long, too short, or perfect? And for me, I said Harry looks like the real Harry in this film. His glasses are perfect. His hair is the perfect length. Also, I put, did you add that? Yeah. I put length. <laughs> his, his hair is the perfect and length. And so on her note, I just added, like, length? Or length, yeah. I feel his hair is the perfect length. I don't know why I did that. Um, I don't know how to feel about Ron's hair because it's kind of long. Yeah. But like, if you can imagine Goblet of Fire long, it's not that long because he has literal ba- literal bangs really? in Goblet of Fire. I've seen. Basically. I thought uh, in this movie, um, I thought that his hair is almost identical to Harry's. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit longer though. It's a little bit longer. Uh. Um, also, Hermione's hair I thought looked really good. Still curly, but not as bad as Prisoner of Oz or Pr- Philosopher's Stone or Chamber of Secrets because in those her hair was unnatural. I feel it I, was so yeah. weird. I feel like Hermione's hair was a bit short. It, um, yeah, Hagrid. I like Hagrid's hair because it's like, like sort of like a mountain man, you know? Yeah, it's normal. It's not. It's like yeah. kind of just how it normally is. It's sort of like it's a hippie's like hair. Go. That's what Juan said. Like a mountain um, man. Yeah. Next, we had wands, but we just, neither of us <laughs> took You can't even see that. the wand, though. I said the wands had designs this time, but, like, none of us took notes on that, so unimportant, I guess. The night bus, was it cringy? I said the shrunken head was always pretty cool, in my opinion, but some of the things that the bus avoids can be pretty weird. Yeah, like uh, splitting in two. Um, okay, he actually didn't split in two. Squeezed between two things. Yeah. That was weird. And, like, Harry's, sw- like stretching yeah that was so cringy but um i I hate like people complain about the shrunken head i always thought that it was really cool i don't like the shrunken head i also hate the line the line yeah take it away Ern. it's going to be a bumpy ride (laughs) (laughs) 
Say that again. That was kind of funny. Yeah, take it away, Ern. It's going to be a bumpy ride. That's a good line. That's actually funny. And so I hate the part where you see Harry's head start to squeeze <laughs> and when they go between the buses. Yeah. And then, like, time the bus slows down. Does the rest of the Wizarding World know that slowing time is possible? I have no... I don't think it slows down. It's just, like, no, the film I mean, like, is trying to show us how slow... Like, no, I mean, because, like, in the bus, they're moving in real time. Mm-hmm. But out the outside world is moving slower. Oh, I don't know. Oh, also, one thing... Oh, I think it might just be going ultra fast. One... one you want to know a fun fact? Yeah. Another one. So, um... So, the way that they got the bus to look like it was moving so fast through the streets is they had cars literally going at a snail's pace down the freeway, <laughs> but then they had the the bus going normal speed, so it looked like it was going really fast. Um, yeah. Inconsistencies. I have one. I have so many. A huge list. I'll do my, my biggest ones. My main one, or my only one, was Harry uses Lumos in the Dursley's house. What the heck? Now, Vaughn, on to yours. Um, okay. Vaughn, Okay, like... when they are, uh, are in the boys' dormitory with their friends, Harry and Vaughn use food that makes you sound like an animal. These animals are all non-magical animals. Why? I have no idea. I think it was a stupid addition, if I'm being honest. They could have cut the movie down by, like... Yeah. However, the two minutes, I think... No, it was, like, one minute. But come on, like, every minute counts. In films, yeah. I say that like I know, but I think every minute counts, and they should have just cut that out. It was unimportant. Uh-huh. When Dumbledore is looking at the fat lady's torn portrait, in the background you can see Sir Cadogan in a portrait, but it is a portrait of his face. But later on, it is a portrait of him as seen with a fat pony. I think that, okay, so another fun fact. <laughs> in that scene, Sir Cadogan runs behind the fat lady, where she's singing, and then she breaks the glass. He's, he runs behind her in the portrait four times. You just, you don't notice him. Like, he's there, but, so if you look. But I think that there can be more, I think he was just running around portraits. That's the idea. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, ones? Okay. Um, um, okay, why does Malfoy have a near breakdown when Hermione points her wand at him? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one, I think. <laughs> What does she do? What does he think she's gonna do? He's stab him in the throat. I don't know. <laughs> With my wand. Yeah, I actually have no idea. That's kind of funny. I never thought about that. Yeah. Okay. Um. When Peter turns into a rat, he leaves his clothes behind. If he had turned into a rat after going to live with the Weasleys, he wouldn't have any clothes on when he turns into a human. Yeah. I. <laughs> I didn't think about that one, but I guess it's true. Yeah. They probably just were like. We can't have this guy naked, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I okay, don't know. Okay, so that's really my main ones. Mm-hmm. So. Th- those are good. Uh, next is landscape slash sets. I said that the views and sets of the ground were beautiful. The birds chirping to really add something where there isn't any score. Hogwarts looks really beautiful in this film. Lupin's office is decorated really nicely because, okay, the only thing in there that's weird is the random toy train. The one where, I don't know if it's Lupin's office, it might just be an empty classroom, but the one where they're practicing with the Dementor, uh, there's just a toy train. Yeah. And that's weird. Um, and then also, I think it's very cool that the Shrieking Shack actually sways, but yeah. it doesn't in the book. I don't think, right? I don't know. Well, I mean, like, you can't see it, and I don't think it specifically mm-hmm. says that it sways. Yeah, so I think it was cool that they added that in the movie. I, um, I really, I really, um, love the way they made Trelawney's classroom, mm-hmm. uh, 
Uh, and I really love the scene where Harry's, like, really high in the sky uh, with yeah. the Dementors. Yeah. That looks really cool. Wait, pretty... which one? Oh, where he's, he's, he's doing Quidditch. Yeah, okay. That one. Yeah, I that really love cool. that. Okay, the only thing I have, I have a, do have a problem with the Dementors. The thing is, whenever they come into contact with Harry, that you can literally see them sucking his soul out. Yeah, but I th- and I don't yeah. understand that. Is that like, just is it like mo- like do you th- is that like part of his soul or like I like, think it's just it's trying to, I think it's just trying to be like a way for them to show the film people to show people who haven't read the book like what's happening to Harry, but it's weird because that's what it looks like when they're sucking the soul out, mm-hmm. but they didn't do that. Yeah. Okay. Now we just have like a- additional notes. Yeah. And we're just gonna read the um important ones so my very first one is marge lets her dog drink out of her wine glass Outrageous. like she's still drinking out of it she tumps it over her dog drinks wine out of her glass that's so gross um what, what else i need to like find my good ones um hermione also i think has a weird laugh like when it's not genuine it's like it's kind of weird like an inhale you know where people go <gasps> but it's kind of like oh, Harry, <laughs> that kind of thing she goes she goes Harry, <gasps> you know that you know that where she goes Harry, Harry, and, and then she's like Harry. and then she's not even making any noise she just has her mouth open so i can't it's like, it's like a it's like a it's like a bad laugh while you Harry. Say, it's like it's like you tr- it's like an attempt to laugh while you're talking yeah okay yeah that's what it is it's so weird it's so weird it's really annoying too um mrs norris is so cute i've never paid so much attention to miss norris but mr filch comes into one scene and he's holding miss norris and she's so cute (laughs) and her face is all squished and it's just it's so cute it's the most adorable thing ever um um also harry and remus take a stroll through the forbidden forest nothing sketchy going on here it's just normally <laughs> yeah i don't know why they that's so weird like there's never mentioned that there's another forest that kids can go in so yeah um where else where um Uh, okay, I won. Harry is breathing pretty loudly in the scene in the Three Broomsticks where he's under the cloak. He's just like... <gasps> <sighs> if I were him, I would have, like, ducked into the corner or something. Um, but he didn't, for whatever reason. Alright, here's Vaughn's important notes. Um, when Marge floats away, Dudley just starts licking his fingers and watches the telly. <laughs> we don't call it the telly in America, the telly vi- The television. Like, yeah. That's what they call the, the, the telly vision. The telly. I watch the telly. When here, okay. Um, British people probably get so annoyed when we try to mimic their accents. Like when I hear other people try to mimic um, an American accent, it's so funny to me because normally they fail, or it just sounds like so like mocking. Yeah. But <laughs> British people have cool accents, so I don't know. It's fun to try to do one. Um. um I'm just trying to find one that's good. <laughs> okay, um, when Harry says that his biggest fear is Dementors, Lupin says that what he fears most is fear itself, and that this is very wise, and acts as if Harry is some sort of philosopher. <laughs> He's like, Harry, you've reached a level of existence that you've reached no enlightenment. One, no one could even dream of You've reached nirvana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So, um, uh, any more that you want to 
do this on the internet oh, yeah. all caps. Why did Harry steal Neville's lollipop when Neville was in Honeydukes? How dare he? Shame on you and your ancestors, Harry. Shame on you. What's that thing from uh, Mulan where where the Mushu is just like, um, he's like, he's like, dishonor on your family, dishonor, dishonor on your cow, <laughs> dishonor on you. That's, that's, that's what we're trying to say to Harry. Dishonor on your cow, Harry. Um... Um, oh, this one. Do this one. Harry's cry is so fake when he's wearing his ho- uh, cloak in Hogsmeade. Like he's sitting, and he's yeah. like run away, ran away. Yeah, uh, the, from on the, the rock. Yeah. He's sitting on the rock. That, he's ran away from the three. I agree. He's just sitting there all crying, and I'm just like, come on, Harry. Like, yeah, that is like you are just gasping, basically. And Harry's a bit of a stalker. In the middle of the night, Harry's just spying on people with the map. Yeah, but like. But no, everyone's in bed anyway, and he can't see them. He's a bit of a stalker, though. But his stalking is like you're specifically... It's like putting a tracker on every student in the school. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, so I think... So that's it for our, like, note part. So now um, we're gonna we're gonna play the bling sound. Hopefully that just doesn't murder your ears. As always, I say that every time. Yeah. But hopefully it just doesn't. And we'll move on to the next part. <laughs> There you go. You got two blings. All right. So now we're going to go over, we're going to do some quizzes. I have linked both of the quizzes in the um, the description of the episode. So if you want to play along with us, the first quiz that we're taking is the BuzzFeed quiz, which is listed first in the description. So just click on that and you can take it with us. And we're going to be working together. So yes, we're going to be working together. First. What name does Harry give Stan when he gets on the night bus? Neville Longbottom. That that one is yeah, I agree that it's Neville. What Diagon Alley shop would Harry sit outside and do his homework while he was staying at the Leaky Cauldron? Okay, it's not Flourish and Blots. It's not Gamble and Jake. I don't even remember is, that. That's not even a real store. I don't okay, think. So I don't it's think it's not Alan Alan Porn. It's Florian Fortescue's ice cream parlor, which gives him free ice cream, which is like so lucky. Yeah. I wish, I wish I get free sundays while doing my work the, the boy who lived gets free sundays yeah. for life that's like if your grandma or something owned an ice cream shop because i'm saying your grandma because grandma's just spoil so like if we you know if your grandma if you were doing your ice cream your homework at your grandma's ice cream shop she's just giving you loads mm. and loads of different ice creams while you do it how do hermione harry and ron find crookshanks um i think i think it's he jumped on ron's head at the magical menagerie yeah right yeah okay yes yes who isn't in the hogwarts express compartment with harry ron and hermione when the dementors attack okay, um i okay, think so it's, it's not it's not Ginny because she was there yeah it's not I, lupin because he was there and ne- neville was there neville was there so, yeah, so it's Fred Fred George. George. What, what color teacup does Professor Trelawney tell Neville to grab after he breaks his first one? I think it's blue because I Give think she cup. said she was attached to pink. She's rather know. attached to the pink. All right, I'm we're rather gonna go attached blue. to the pink one. We're gonna go blue. <gasps> right. Okay. All right. When, when is par- per- yeah. sorry? Yeah. You go ahead. When it's Parvati's turn, what does Zibogger turn into? I know this. What? It's not a banshee. It's not a zombie. It's not a snake. It's a mummy. It's a mummy. You're right. Okay. Which portrait replaces the fat lady after she is attacked? Sir, Sir Cadogan. I think so. I think that it's Sir. Yep, right. All right. How did Sirius Black get into the Gryffindor common room? He snuck he in when there wasn't a window. portrait. <laughs> he had the he lost had a, of passwords. He had the lost of passwords. Yeah. Okay. 
Where's the secret password from Hogwarts to Honeydukes hidden? Behind? Behind the mirror on the fourth floor, behind Gregor the smarmy statue, behind the one-eyed witch statue, or behind beneath a cabinet in the teacher's staff room? It's the one-eyed witch statue. Yes. Which you can see at Universal Studios, right? You saw it, right? Uh, or was it Sophie? No, I don't see it. I, I think Sophie it. may have seen it and then pointed it out to me. Who does Gryffindor beat in order to win the Quidditch fi- fi- uh, f- final? Um, Slytherin? Uh, hey, I think, I think it's a trick question. They don't win this no, year. No, they actually do win. They win? Yeah. No, like, he, he literally catches the snitch, and, like, his teammates, uh, like, rush in. Oh, yeah, it's Slytherin. Happy it's as Slytherin. a lark. <laughs> Happy as a lark. I think it's Slytherin, yeah. It's Slytherin. Okay. Yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the name of the executioner McNair. who comes in to deal with Buckbeak? It's McNair? Yeah. Okay. Yep, right. How do you stop the Whomping Willow's branches from moving? By stroking the trunk, by pouring water on it, by touching the knot on the trunk, or they never stop moving. You just They're not. By touching the knot on the trunk. Why was the Shrieking Shack originally built? Um, not so the Death Eaters would have a, a place to torture people near Hogwarts. <laughs> um, it's so Remus would have to transform more. Yeah. yeah. Alright, you read this one. How did Sirius finally escape Azkaban? So I think it was he transformed into a dog. He stole Fudge's wand after he came to visit him. That would be, like, really pathetic on Fudge's part. Yeah. What charm does Snape claim Sirius used on Harry, Ron, and Hermione, and that's why they attacked him? Confundus. Confundus charm. They've been confunded. Yeah, they've been confunded. And finally, what gift does Sirius send to Harry after he helps him escape? Uh, A firebolt broom. No. That's not what he sends after he oh, helps him yeah, escape. Oh, yeah, that's the movie. It's a signed Hogsmeade permission slip. Okay. 16 out of 16. That was not difficult. I am smart brain. Okay. All right. This one I think is going to be more difficult. This one is um, the one from the Daily Prophet. <gasps> so. All right. While at number four, Privet Drive, what must Harry do in secret? Curse his cousin Dudley, his homework, talk to the house elf Dobby, or clean his room? His, his homework. homework. Correct. How, did, How did Harry signal to be picked up by the night bus? By saying the incantation, by releasing the magic bus powder, by sticking out his wand arm at the curb, I think that's it. by perching his... Okay. No, down, 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 down. You no, think no, it's... Wait, which one do you think it is? The, the second to last. That one. Correct. Okay. Why... When does Aunt Marge insult the memory... Oh, wait. When are Aunt Marge insults the memory of James and Lily Potter, what does Harry do on accident? He casts an inflated chirp. Okay, he casts an inflating charm on her to make her blow up like a balloon. He dumps pudding on her head. <laughs> um, he makes her favorite dog, Ripper, disappear into oblivion. Oh my gosh. That would be so sad. That's even worse than her just being blown up. That's so sad. Who accompanied Harry, Ron, and Hermione in the train ride to Hogwarts? Lupin. Lupin. Who did Harry Potter pretend he was when he boarded the night bus? Neville Longbottom. Yes. That was Correct. When the Weasleys won the Daily Prophet Grand Egypt. Prize Galleon draw, where did they travel? Is it Albania, Egypt, Morocco, or Peru? I'm gonna Egypt. go with Egypt. They should have put Romania as an option, because then people would have gotten mixed. I'll have the... I'll have what is the best remedy after a Dementor encounter? For what 400? is Egypt? What is Egypt? What is the best remedy for after a Dementor encounter? I have chocolate. Answer. What is chocolate? What is chocolate? 
What model of broomstick is Harry sent by an anonymous source? Firebolt. All right. Fill in the blanks to this famous line that Professor Chelani says, You may be young in years, but the heart that beats beneath your bosom is a blank, your soul as dry as blank. Um, is as broken... But the heart that be- that beats is as shriveled as month-old prunes, broken as an old shovel. Uh, Wait. No, it's going to be the first one, I think. Wait. Bones- um, I don't know. Okay, I think it's the second. It's either Wait. the first or the second one. I think, this- I think the second to last. No. Yes. You think so? Yes. Oh, wait. This is from Trelawney to Hermione. Huh? Yeah. Oh, that's true. You got it right. Good job. Good job, Vaughn. Okay. Who replaces the fat lady as guardian at the Gryffindor Tower after Sirius Black's first attack? Circadogan. This yes. is easy. Where does Harry get the Marauder's Map? The Weasley. <laughs> the Weasley. <laughs> I didn't finish my sentence there. The Weasley Twins. Yeah, that one's, that one's pretty easy. How many secret passages are shown on the Marauder's Map? Oof. So, I, seven? There's seven. Not, but there's still, I, but they said that there's three that Fulch doesn't know about. Okay, so seven and all. Yep, correct. Seven. Lucky number seven. Magical number seven. Where is the secret passage from Hogwarts to Honeydukes hidden? The fat lady. Or the one one I wish. The (laughs) The fat lady. How has Hermione been attending so many classes? She uses a time turner. She uses a time turner, yes. How many hours into the past do Harry and Hermione travel in an attempt to rescue Sirius and Buckbeak? I think it's three. Uh, he said three or two turns to do it. I think it's three. Three, yeah. Correct! Okay. How did Sirius Black get past the portrait and into Gryffindor Common Room? He, um, uses the list of the week's passwords. A lot of these questions repeat themselves. What was the nickname of Sirius Black with his friends at school? It was not Mooney, not Wormtail. It was Padfoot, yeah. How many? He's a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a dog. He's a dog. How many muggles did Peter Pettigrew kill when he faked his own death? 13? Oh, 12. Okay. Who turns out to be Harry Potter's godfather? Sirius Black. Oh my goodness. Sirius Black. If you've never read the book, maybe you would have a hard time. Why did Sirius Black take the blame for the death of Harry's present parents? He he convinced them to make Peter their secret keeper. There so we go. We got twenty out of twenty. Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. You're definitely a wizard, Harry. No muggle could have passed this quiz since you did such a fantastic job. Try your wizardry quizardry skills on the <laughs> Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets quiz. Not not going to do that today. No. Sorry. Um, okay, so those, that, that, those are our quizzes. We did a hundred, we got a hundred. Two hundreds. Alright. So, now, we are going to go through some trivia and fun facts. I got the most interesting sounding ones, and we're just gonna, we're gonna go through them, talk about them. They sound really cool. So, yeah. Vaughn, why don't you read the first one? Aware of his fondness for magic, Gary Oldman... Not for music. For his fondness for music, Gary Oldman presented Daniel Radcliffe with a bass guitar as a gift when they met. And so, Gary Oldman is Sirius Black, so Sirius Black Black. gave Harry Potter a bass guitar as a gift when they met, which is is really cool, but it's like, why did he have to give him a gift? Yeah. I wonder if he got a gift for Rupert and Emma. 
or if they or if Harry just got to flash the gift for them. He's like, yay! I got a gift and you didn't, sucker. (laughs) Alfonso Curon had the idea. Sorry if I'm saying that wrong. That when the Dementors approached the Hogwarts Express, the rain would turn to ice. However, due to his thick Mexican accent, the visual effects team misheard ice as eyes. They went as far as to draft a storyboard (laughs) which depicted eyes falling from the sky, which they presented to a stunned Huron who instantly tried to mistake. I know, right? He just, like, literally... They literally turn the rain to ice. <laughs> I mean, I can hear how you would mess that up, but like, I if I were them, I would have been like, "I'm sorry, but you did you say eyes like and then pointed like I. <laughs> <laughs> During the filming of the sleeping bag scene, director Alfonso Cuarón, Sir Michael Gambon, and Alan Rickman played a practical joke on Daniel Radcliffe, who had requested to having his sleeping bag next to a girl whom he liked at the time, by hiding a remote control operated via cushion in the sleeping bag. <laughs> According to Kieran, Daniel tried really hard to stay in character while everyone else is laughing. That's really good. That's good. Um, yeah, so basically, uh, Michael Gambon is Dumbledore, and uh, Snape is Alan Rickman, so when they're doing that scene where they're just walking through. They basically were, like, playing the part machine. And the girl he liked was sitting next to him. So that's funny. Um, next, David David Thewlis was Alfonso Cuaron's first choice for the role of Professor Lupin. He accepted the role on advice from Ian Hart, the man who was cast as Professor Quirrell, who told him that Professor Lupin was the best part in the whole book. That's a cool fact. Harry oh, Mel- wait, here's the fact from earlier. Harry Melling had lost so much weight that the role of Dudley Dursley was almost recast. Eventually, it was deciding that Melling would continue to play Dudley and would wear a fat suit to make him look heavier. That one's a good one. That's funny. So, the, here's the last one. When Tom Felton first met Gary Oldman, he assumed he was one of the set janitors. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> Gary Oldman had long hair and he was just wait, like... Wait, who's Gary Oldman? Serious Black. Serious Black? Tom Felton is Draco. So Draco thought the Serious Black looked like a set janitor. Yeah, so, um, okay, now we need uh, to talk about, spot. no, no, no. What do, what are we most looking forward to for the next book? What part of the next book are you most looking forward to? The Triwizard Cup. The Triwizard Tournament. Okay. Yeah, I'm most looking forward to that, and, um, yeah, that and the Yule Ball. The Yule Ball is, like, my favorite part of the whole movie. It's so Harry fun. just awkwardly dances with Padma or Parvati. Yeah. What and then what did what did you like most about this book and what did you like least about it? About Prisoner of Azkaban. I really liked how it introduces Peter Pettigrew. Okay, yeah. And like yeah. Sirius as Harry's godfather. Yeah. Like because he's such an important character. I didn't like the night bus. Okay. I did like the Marauders because I love their storyline. I didn't like I didn't like Quidditch. I just have never liked Quidditch, and Oliver Wood, like, was barely in this book. Yeah. And, like, I love Oliver Wood. Was he even uh, in this book? Does Oliver Wood even exist anymore? Yeah, I mean, isn't he gone? So, I, yeah, I just, I kind of, I kind of wanted Oliver in this, in this book, but he wasn't. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. I'm just so excited that we're moving on to another amazing book in the series. So, email us at 
insidehogwartspod at gmail.com to let us know all of your thoughts on today's episode. You need to tell us, well, you don't need to, but you, you know, please tell us what your favorite part about this book was, what your least favorite part about this book was, and what you're looking forward to for Goblet of Fire. You can leave us a quick review and rating on Apple Podcasts because it would help us out a lot because everyone will look at the reviews to see if they actually want to listen to this podcast. So be sure to do yeah. that. You can check out our website, InsideHogwarts.com, where we post all of our episodes. Plus, um, there's some information about us there and ways to, con- like, um, like a contact button. So if you can, if you want to go there and it's easier to email us from there, then do that. And yeah. I think that is it. So thank you so much for sticking around for season three. Yeah. It's been so much fun to do this podcast throughout this whole book. And we're so glad to have all of, the, all of you guys as listeners. Um, it's just so much fun for us to do this. Yeah. So we'll see you guys in the next episode in season four. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check back every Tuesday for another episode of Inside Hogwarts.